Welcome to Into the Time Vortex Podcast. This is episode one, and we will be talking about Doctor Who season nine, starting with The Magician's Apprentice and The Bewitch's Familiar. Enjoy. Okay, so I am, my name is Ken Parker. I'm Jeff. Jonathan Podolsky. Hi, I'm Scott Danino. I'm Julia. And I'm Brendan. Um, today we're going to be talking about Doctor Who. We're going to be talking about the latest season with The Magician's Apprentice. The Witch is Familial, and then we're going to continue on to the rest of the episodes. This will be posted in three parts, most likely once every two weeks. Yep, so um, we're going to be talking about that first story. Any thoughts? Well, how is Missy not dead? That's what I'd like to know. When does the Master ever die? doesn't matter that he's this time. The master, the master is never going to die. Well, it's just like during the third Doctor and fourth Doctor, or fifth Doctor, the Master would die and he would show up and they would never explain it. It was just... 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 just, 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 just Taken for granted yeah. now that any villain that dies is going to come back. Right. I mean, look at like how many times Davros died. Yeah. How many times has he died? That's true. That's true. Well, the problem is, is death in this show has gotten ridiculous. It's almost like if someone dies... They really make it more melodramatic than they used to, mm-hmm. and so it's such a big deal and everything. And then when they come back, it's almost like yeah, whatever. You, you know, it's commonplace. Yeah, I mean, case in point, Wally Williams died eleven times. Yeah, so <laughs> that's true. That's true. It's yeah, but so she's back. Okay. Yeah. Um, I um, don't like that character, Missy. Um, no. <laughs> I thought she was better in this story, especially toward the end. The silly stuff that she did with the um, the tank and everything. Uh, my oh, in the finale, no. last season finale. No, no, when he was when she was up in the balcony, she came yeah. down and started playing. Oh, oh, oh. I, I just don't. I don't like her character because Stephen Moffat can't. I don't think he can write female villain characters that well because they're all the same. They're always oversexed and over the top, over the top, yes. and. And so this is very similar. I also didn't like the master from earlier, um, John Sims. John Sims either. He's a great actor, but I didn't like his master either. So this is pretty much a continuation of that master. So I guess it's okay because yeah, but Moffat wasn't writing John Sims. No, that was David Tennant's era. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not. I'm not blaming Maybe Moffat. It's a master for thing. They can't Maybe. figure it out. Yeah. But I mean, I like Missy a lot. Yeah. But I found, I think my build up to the new season of Doctor Who is so like intense that then I'm I'm always a little let down. Yeah, I've I've learned to curb my expectations. Um, just from I to be, I'm just going to put this out there that I I'm not a big fan of Moffat and I think he uses a lot of wasted opportunities in his writing and also um, invents these concepts that he never follows up with. So, like, he'll introduce a character, and then you never see them again, and it's just mm-hmm. kind of sloppy writing. Not that I'm an expert, but... <laughs> I think that's the consensus on Moffat, though. I think m- most Who fans are not enamored of him as a showrunner. Yeah. I mean, did you like him as a writer? I liked him initially. Uh, I liked his novels, and I thought, you know, Blink was a good episode. Um, when Russell T. Davies was in charge, I think he did some, some good stuff, but then now I think he just considers himself, you know, like the the expert, and, you know, he can't do anything wrong, and he's faced a lot of criticism, and he never 
response to it. So yeah. Well, Russell T Davies got a bit bombastic there at the end of Tenants Run too. Yeah. I guess power drive went mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I had a lot of problems with Russell T. Davis, but after Moffat took over, I was like, yes, perf- this is going to be great. And then I was like, oh, no, bring back Russell T. Davis. Especially the Skittles Daleks. Like, that was, you notice, yeah, like, that was, they never came back again. Well, I mean, they might have made an appearance here and there, but yeah. they never came back at full force. And yeah. he was like, oh, that was a mistake. Yeah. Moffat also has a problem of trying to show everyone how clever he is. And, tr- and then it ruins the whole story by saying, look how clever I am by doing this. It doesn't work. Yeah, it's like a reset button. You know, it's got to finish in 45 minutes this episode, so everything gets wrapped up with a little bow on it. And you're still thinking back, like, well, you know, you know, he forgot, he missed this part, and it's just, I don't know. I think that's why I like the fact that these are two-parters, because it it can drag the story out, like, not drag it out, but, you know, extend the story so that you may actually get the full story. I don't know if that's The story actually. has time to develop. Yeah. So yeah. There's a nice arc, and which has been missing for a while, I think. Yeah. Especially for the first season of Capaldi. I mean, I love Peter Capaldi, but the first season was dire. Well, I didn't think it was that bad. I, I thought the first season was of his was pretty good, apart from the fact that he didn't get enough, and then there was too much on that relationship between Claire and what's-his-name there. So, Danny. Uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't... I didn't like how that developed, but I like how it ended. Have we seen one walk across the streets? Have we? Everything Moffat's written so far, it's, it's like who is the real identity of this female tale? So first there was Ribble, then Flower, then Missy. He's, he's just writing the same thing over and over and hoping we won't notice. I don't think he knows how to write female characters. Yeah, at all, villain or. Non-villain. Yeah. I just don't think he knows how to write women. I mean, he wrote women well in in the novels. Then again, those were kind of, he did short stories mostly. He, his his most official piece of work was part of the decalogues, but ever since moving to writing TV, he's shown he can't do it in a visual medium. Well, he used to write again, Stacy, right? Was that his? Not so. I believe so. Yeah. So and that wasn't um, bad. I mean, that was the comedy aspect of it was pretty good. Well, yeah, and the, the 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 episode we're talking about, um, I didn't like that whole segment with the tank and everything I because that. Oh, I hated it, yeah, it, it was. I don't understand what the purpose was. It was a joke, basically, and it was a very expensive. Who was driving the tank? Or was it? How did it get there? Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I think that was a idea. Capaldi wanted to do the. Well, I didn't mind the guitar, but also, I mean, if he was doing the guitar and just walking through a courtyard, not on a tank, that would have been fine. Yeah, I mean, he's always emphasized the importance of not interfering with time or um, introducing tank. like modern technology to ancient civilizations. And there, you know, for, with no explanation at all, there's a tank and he's playing the guitar, and it, it's like, why? I mean, it's makes the Doctor look foolish mm-hmm. a bit. But, you know, I really like Capaldi as an actor, and I just think it's the writing that's kind of holding him down. And I he hope, he I actually hope. did play the guitar because he was in a band. Yeah, yeah that's right. Really yeah. 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 yeah, really a guitarist. Yeah. And, and I think part of it is Moffat loves, or someone in Doctor Who loves to shock, they love to shock visuals. The beginning episode from last season was the dinosaur in the middle of London. 
really didn't have anything to do with the plot. It was just there as like, oh, we got to watch Doctor Who because look, there's a dinosaur. In the, and I don't know if the tank was used as a promotional piece it or was, there was promotional pictures of him with the tank. Yeah. So, but it had nothing really to do with anything. It was mm-hmm. just a, it was a bad joke and. And, and for the record, I, I don't like the Dalek spies, the whole concept where the, yeah. the Dalek eye comes out of their forehead. I actually don't mind it because it's kind of like bringing back the Robo-Men. It, well, exactly. I like the concept of the Robo-Men, but it just doesn't really make sense technology-wise. I mean, I mean, I know it's like CG, but it, it, to me it just looks like it's yeah. just redundant. Like. And why was the guy at the end, he pulled back the curtain on the TARDIS, was that just to let them know that the Doctor was there? To let he was infected and he got bitten by the snake. Right. Remember when he had the snake? Yeah, yeah. How do you know that? Because Moffat came out and said it later on. Because it was, See, but it's not it's that's lazy. lazy. It's lazy. Yeah. And right. you don't know why this guy is suddenly a doctor. Because I said that, well, if he was already a Dalek agent, when they already know where the doctor is, and they wouldn't have to send out Colony Sarf to go find him. But, but Colony Sarf was already there yeah. when he got bit by the snake. So now why is he a Dalek? What does that serve? It's Colony Sarf's already found him. Plus the CG on the snakes. Because they wanted to find the cards. <laughs> okay, I don't know. Oh, okay. Almost like uh, from Kinda, not to get off topic. Yeah, Talk yeah. about the classic series. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, that whole segment was just kind of... And we talk about... I love the two-part idea, but now you're like running into the possibility that they don't know how to write two-parters, so now they're trying to fill it with gibberish and silly stuff and... But after that segment, I thought the beginning and the end of this and the whole two-parter was pretty well done for the most part. I had problems with some stuff, but I thought it got better. And um, I actually could stomach Missy for a while, but uh, <laughs> well, I thought she'd settle down. The cliffhanger when Clara got exterminated, you knew that was just fluff because you knew she was going to be in the next episode. Well, that always is the case. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, that killed the finger. I mean, well, I mean, it's like yeah. every episode, the doctor's going to die. Yeah. yeah. You know, the doctor's going to die. I don't like that. I, I don't like that. Yeah. I mean, you know he's not going to die. Doctor Who, he's not going to die. <laughs> I mean, he's not going to die. He dies in his life. <laughs> yeah. But the doctor's death is, is being used as a plot point so often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's lazy. It's, it's lost its meaning. I mean, even the Sailor Jane Adventures had a fake doctor death in there yeah. when Matt Smith guested. And actually, wouldn't that have taken place after Series 6? So maybe that's what they were pulling to? Maybe. We're getting off topic again. So I'm going to open up a can of worms, and I mean, I'm just going to throw that out there. What, what's your opinion on the Sonic screwdriver sunglasses? I hate them. Everyone I talk to is like, yeah, I not, hate them. I, I think they are ridiculous. They're they're gimmick, working, they're, they're, they're gimmick. They're going to go away after this series. <laughs> the normal screwdriver is going to come back. I hope not, because I'm sick of the Sonic screwdriver, too. Because yeah. the sunglasses always... They want. use it too much as a, an escaper. And also, they, yeah, the yeah, magic yeah, They redesign it so many times so that they can sell every Iteration version it, yeah. in the shops. Yep. And, and the you know, there's like, waves almost on it can do anything now, yeah. you know. Except, just, except wood. Except wood. wood. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be just open the doors. Now it's like... Yeah. Or set up landmines. Yeah. Yeah, because they examine the body to see what's wrong with it. I'm like, oh, what the heck? Yeah, so that's too powerful. And, again, if you write yourself into a corner, like, uh-oh, the doctor's going to die again, the audience gets all into it, and they it's kind of leading the audience, because now you're like, well, how do we get the audience to really get into this show. Well, we can write a really good story and they'll get into it on their own or we can tell them 
the doctor's going to die, there's no way out, this time, and, and then everyone has no choice but to follow on, and I think that's a fundamental problem with the show right now, and yeah. it doesn't happen all the time, but... It happens <coughs> often enough, though, and I, and I think the emotional manipulation is over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, that whole business with um, Davros and the doctor, <laughs> was it was... It was over the top. Can I can I say something about that episode? Um, I think I believe it was the second one. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Where Dan Ross opens his eyes for the first time, I thought that was like very groundbreaking because you know all I know of Dan Ross, he's always had his eyes closed the whole time. I don't know how he could have opened them, and but then it was sort of like a rip off of. Um, Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker in Return of the Jedi, where he's like, I want to see you with my own eyes. Well, most sci-fi's rip off of the other side. Yeah. Yeah. With everything else. So I thought that was kind of, that part was kind of lame, but then, you know, I was kind of lured into the, I was thinking, is Davos actually going to turn over a new leaf and be, you know, friends with the Doctor? And then, of course, no. He's like, he always had some plan in the back of his head. And, and, And that segment... I thought would have been a lot better if they just played it out without telegraphing the idea that they were he was going to betray the doctor. They showed that snake guy, yeah. mm-hmm. and so we knew that that was going to happen. Now, as a fan of the show, you would watch it and go, well, wait a minute, Davros can't be doing this. He must have a plan. Why couldn't they just shock us by doing it right when the doctor found out? Instead, he has, they have to tell us, Okay, audience, you're smarter than the doctor. You're we're going to give you yeah, a little bit of right because the, information. there are those cables hanging down, and at, at one at the very beginning, you see the snake's eyes, yeah, and then they disappear, and you're like, all right, so these cables are not cables; yeah. they're the snakes, and so you know stuff is going to happen, yeah, and yeah, it, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of like, and I love the, I, I do like the the young Davros in the minefield, mm-hmm. and that whole wrap around on that. I thought that was pretty well done. Again, we're dealing with a smaller and smaller universe every time there's an episode of Doctor Who because he, he always seems to meet up with everyone that he knows and everyone that he's already been on. He's on another planet. It all it happens to be a planet he's already been on. And I guess he, they've always done that, but you know, okay, he just happens to be in the middle of a war and it's Davros. And it's like, yeah. okay, well, so there was glimmers of hope for the story but then you know they do stuff like that or sometimes they go over the top what did you think about what Missy did to Clara by putting her in the Dalek I liked it but I yeah. thought it was too much of a throwback to the episode when she was a Dalek yeah, but yeah. yeah the souffle yeah. when she was souffle girl I thought yeah. that was how she became the Dalek I thought they could have led that right into but a then they the problem is that problem is that we knew we sort of knew as soon as that scene happened there's no way that Clara becomes Oswing because yeah it, you know, because it would have been too far of a leap to make that yeah. Oswing wouldn't and what about wouldn't Wimble being Claw sure yeah. what happened to get a twist that the doctor actually did kill that dog with Clara in it and he just but yeah that, that's they wouldn't have done that that's done too that. he uh, doesn't kill things usually yeah well I um I really liked uh, the nod to Tom Baker with the moral dilemma, like, could you kill that child? The same thing. It was the same story. And it related to Davros rather than... Again, you know. we've seen this story before. I mean, for those of you who listen to Big Finish, this is all from your first time encounter going up pre-Genesis the Daleks, Davros. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if, if anyone out there listens to Big Finish, like, they've revisited this theme because there was a young 
they did do a, a series where they covered Dan Ross yeah, from a young age. Right. He was yeah, great. so that kind of remind you know that kind of reminded me of that where Big Finish and the new series tie together sometimes. And the episode uh, with with Eccleston with the boy in the gas mask. I was my mummy and he the empty child. Empty child, yeah. And he didn't kill that kid. Everybody lives. Everybody Just lives. this once, everybody lives. Speaking of Eccleston, so he doesn't oh. kill children. The um, I don't like comedy. I don't like the comedy in Doctor Who, but I have to say, probably the funniest moment I've ever seen in Doctor Who ever was in this episode, and that's when. Clara looks down the hole and says, "How deep is that?" Missy, <laughs> <laughs> I I love I love Missy. I think she. I thought I liked her a lot in this yeah. one. I, I liked that, <laughs> and when she pushed her into the Dalek and, and all the. I mean, how many times is Clara going to fall for that? I mean, I, it's I, like you know, I'll go over there. You right, know, right, right, right. Um, it makes Clara. I, I'm a supporter of Clara. I've always liked that character. There's been a lot of people who don't, but. In the last season and and these episodes, they're making a really where are they kind of bad. Where did Missy get the rope to tie her up to the tree? I don't, I don't know. Why is oh, why why isn't Missy dead? You know, same thing. She's Where's the rope from? Episode starts. She's tied upside down from a tree. She's got pockets just like the doctor does. They go on inside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I thought she was really funny in these two episodes. You know, she at some points, and I don't know if anybody of you guys probably don't watch this, but had lines that reminded me of the Dowager Countess from Downton Abbey. Just like zingers that were just like bang, bang, yeah, bang. Yeah, so I, I could that reference. Very, very funny. And I don't know, I just, I've always thought she was great. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> yeah. let's see that I don't like Clara at <laughs> all. <laughs> so have we covered the two, the first two-parter? Should we talk about the, the next one? We said I'll save time. Yeah, well, we, can, yeah. we don't have to drag it out too much. Um, yes, any final words on this two-parter? I mean, just the theme of having an opening a series composed entirely of two of two polls, 45-minute episodes, this seems familiar for those of you who, who remember the classic series and Colin Bakel, season 22, same thing. Yeah. Our two polls. I, I love it because it gives you a cliffhanger, which we don't have with a new mm-hmm. show, except that, and it, it, you know, it has its issues. But so far, they've done okay with it. Mm-hmm. And I prefer two parters, but a lot of two parters in the past I haven't liked. So. We haven't really discussed the second half of this though, with the planes and the. I thought that was too elaborate of a plot for her to do. Basically, what's she doing? Just talking to just Clara. Just to get in touch with Clara. Yeah. When they're in the cafe. And then the woman and the man and the Todd have to go walking by a scene where people have guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Who does that? Who's going to watch the whole place is with people with guns? uh, Did they notice the planes up in the sky? I don't know. They they did it. it. um, When Missy was putting Clara into the Dalek, she had a, a brooch that was made up of something, and she said, The doctor gave this to me when my daughter. Yeah. And then what? Well, that's, yeah, that's that would be, be most likely the daughter of Delgado's master, thinking about it. Or pre-Delgado's or master. Or he's just lying. Well, but it's well, something they, they, they tease that they there's a history. They some sort of relationship, the doctor and the master, Missy, have some sort of relationship, maybe even well, a friends. warped friendship. They were friends when they were little. Right, Yes. But why did he send Missy the confession dial? Because she's the, she's the only one left. 
the only time Lord left it. Yeah, sure. But she's not. Time. Gallifrey has been but he hasn't found it yet, though. Right. I think this is going to be a big alt with Capaldi's doctor finding Gallifrey. I don't think he finds it until his very last episode. Yeah. I didn't like the the familiarity that the two characters had. They were almost like, ah, it's you, you know, best friends type thing. Even though they've been en- enemies all this time, I don't. Mm-hmm. They, they weren't friends, but they've she always, kind of, they acted like a companion almost. But they've always acted like even Pertwee and Delgado and Matt. They've always acted that way. Maybe I guess I because guess. when Tennant was with the Master. And the master was shot. He kept asking him to regenerate, just regenerate, just yeah. regenerate. Yeah. Don't do it. It was like holding him and crying. Yeah. So there's obviously some feelings there, even yeah. if they're not and like frenemies. Or yeah, something. yeah. Um, I really, I really liked that gag where um, the doctor refers to Davros as his like arch nemesis, and then Missy's like, "What? I thought I was your arch nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to kill Davros." <laughs> she did have some good singers in that. Yeah. She's like, "What?" Um, I was glad to see Davos back because he's one of my favorite characters. And just, just to have Davos appear twice played by the same actor, that's a bit new. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say overall, like, I liked, I liked it, like, conceptually and visually, but, you know, there's some some holes in the plot and things like that. But, um... Okay. I'm still reeling from the last season's finale, so <laughs> when I was watching this, I was like, I didn't, I was not looking forward to it. Talk about lowering expectations. My expectations were on the bottom of the barrel. Well, t- yeah. Tank's scene aside, I actually liked it. Yeah. Because I liked how they, they were just sitting there talking back and forth. Because yeah. you never, us- you don't usually see that. The two enemies just sitting there talking back and forth. You mean forth. Davros and, and the doctor? The doctor or yeah. Missy? Yeah, I mean, about the tank, does anyone else think that the meddling might, might be hot No. No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be going too far back. Yeah. One last thought about about um, Moffat's writing and this two-part story, and also I think Russell T. Davis was guilty of this as well. Uh, the Daleks are just mainly a plot device at this point, and they're not, uh, they're not as um, intriguing as they were in, in some of the earlier stories where they're, they're not more, really relevant anymore. Yeah, they're just like props and it's come becoming a cliche and I wish they would, you know, do more Dalek stories where they're really conniving and, you know, they, you can really see what evil Like they did in the classic series where yeah. they, they, were, they already had the planet taken over and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, even just as somebody who's really only watched the new Who and has only seen, you know, bits and pieces of the old stuff, when I first saw the Daleks, they scared the hell out of me, you know? Mm-hmm. And and now I'm like, oh, it's the Daleks again. Yeah. <laughs> but that, happened, that happened in the classic series. What would what would have been in your first Dalek episode? I, I have no idea. I'm talking with Tom Baker because that's okay, the only maybe. doctor I remember watching. Yeah. That was, I mean, Do you like think they've movie. ever been good in the new series, or would they have, have they always? Been? Oh, when I first saw them in the new series, yeah, they, yeah. they were terrifying, <laughs> terrifying. Okay. I liked the the Robert Sherman episode Dalek from the first mm. season, yeah, um, because there was no no emphasis on Davros, who they bring back. They in the classic series, ever since they came up with Davros, he appeared in every classic story after that point, and. You know, growing up watching the classic series and seeing the Hartnells and the Troutons, the Daleks were the centerpiece, and you know there was the Emperor Dalek, and um, and now it's like they they feel obligated to bring Dalros back because he's family. 
Mm-hmm. You well, I thought, like that, I do. I, <laughs> I thought it was neat when you saw the old Daleks and then you saw the special weapons Dalek. Oh, yes. That, yeah. was, that was really cool. It I mean, like a tin hat and Dalek. And it spoke, and too. The so special weapons Dalek actually spoke. Yeah, I think they, they were like leftover props from the Asylum so, story, yeah. and I think that's Those why they used them. Cool but but I, I love the fact that they had you know the original 60s ones with the blue spheres on them. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank you for listening to Into the Time Vortex podcast. Stay tuned for further episodes. We will be talking about the remaining episodes of Doctor Who Season 9, and we will also be tackling other uh, topics. Thank you. Thank you.